Wisconsin may be a top alfalfa-producing state, but that doesn't mean alfalfa is increasing in acreage. The number of acres used for alfalfa has been steadily declining over the past two decades. Because of its importance to the dairy industry, the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences at UW-Madison is exploring ways to keep alfalfa in the crop rotation. I'm Nate Zimdars from the Midwest Farm Report, speaking with Mark Renz, professor and extension specialist with UW-Madison, about his research on the interseeding of alfalfa with corn. He shares how this practice can help stop the decline of alfalfa acreage. Mark, can you tell us about what prompted this research? Well, yeah, thanks, Nate. It's a pleasure to talk to everyone. So essentially, our alfalfa acreage have been declining substantially and steadily over the last 20 years in Wisconsin. And we get a lot of environmental benefit and a lot of economic benefit for our dairy production. So we wanted to find other ways to keep alfalfa in the rotation and in the soil. And so we came up with this interseeded system where we plant them together so we get the benefit of the corn silage, harvest the corn silage, but then that alfalfa will be on the land over time, giving those environmental and dairy benefits. For those of our listeners who may not be as familiar with the practice, can you give us a, a basic rundown of what interseeding is? So what we do is we plant the corn in typical corn silage planting timing, uh, late April, early May. We're planting it on 30-inch rows, and we interseed alfalfa into the areas in between the corn rows. We do that anywhere from the same day we plant the corn up to VE or V1, one to two weeks later, too. We then let both those crops grow, and then as those uh, corn matures, it becomes really competitive, so we do things to the alfalfa, apply plant growth regulators, one called kudos, or apply fungicides and insecticides that helps prevent alfalfa from losing its leaves and allows it to survive under that dense corn canopy. We come in early September, harvest the corn silage, and if we've done our job right, that alfalfa re-sprouts and we have a field of alfalfa ready for cover crop benefits that fall. And then next year, it's in full production cycle. We skipped that establishment year yield hit and we're getting six tons per acre. So it takes about two years to get up to where it should be. And then once you hit that mark, is it going to be pretty consistent going forward then? Yeah, so it's in that second year when we're harvesting the alfalfa. The first year is just corn silage. But that's getting six tons per acre, typical to a fully established field, whereas if we were to seed a field in that second year, we get two to three tons per acre. And that's part of the benefit. So over those two-year time frames, we're seeing increases in yield of around 10, maybe even more. So in addition to the increases in yield that you're seeing, what are some of the other benefits of this practice? Well, some of the other benefits, I think, first off, is we've modeled some of the profitability, and we find that this system, if done correctly, can increase profitability 10 to 15%. So that's always good for the bottom line of the farmer. And then we get these environmental benefits. Growing that alfalfa with that corn silage, we get less soil erosion, less nitrogen runoff, less phosphorus runoff, good for our lakes and our environments. Also get less deep soil nitrogen persisting in the fall and even into the next spring, again, preventing that from getting into our water tables. So it's kind of one of those issues where you can have your cake and eat it too. So we're really excited about this win-win scenario and are hoping people are going to start trying it out at a field scale. 
So from what you've seen so far, it's pretty limited in terms of usage. It's mostly you and your researchers who have been focusing on this with the hopes that eventually more people are going to pick up on it. Or are there farmers that you know of who are already starting this? We know of a couple small farms that have experimented with it. Grandview Farms up near Brilliant is one of them, and they've really liked it and have adopted it as a component in their system. But it's really small, and so we're really looking for producers to try this, contact us, and we can give them our best management practices and work with them to help make sure that they uh, have success in this system and see how it fits into their system. It doesn't fit everyone's need. There are some obstacles, but I think the benefits way outweigh some of those potential risks. Can we talk about what some of those risks could be? Yeah, I mean, so the risk number one is people listening to this broadcast will say, if we're planting corn and alfalfa in the field at the same time, and we have all that fertilizer down there, that's a lot of money in the field at one time. And if that fails, I'm out all that money. So clearly that's a risk and an obstacle. It's intensive agricultural production, more passes through the field. It'll cost more. We're applying more fungicides, more insecticides. So it costs more. The benefit is we're getting more productivity, so that offsets that. I think another one of the obstacles is uh, when we're harvesting that corn silage, what if that field's wet? We run over it with our big, heavy corn silage harvester. We're rutting up the field, and that's impacting alfalfa establishment. So those are two of the big ones. We can have other problems. We can have increased failure of these stands, and that's more common than our traditional alfalfa fields, and so that could scare some people off. Although even with those increased failures, we still think it's pretty successful. Now, with your continued research, are you hoping to mitigate some of those obstacles you're seeing right now? And if so, what are your plans for trying to address that? Yeah, I mean, we actually have a, a broad set of teams trying to mitigate that. The corn silage yield hit, we see a typical a 10% yield reduction. We're looking at changing when we're planting the alfalfa, when we're harvesting the corn silage, and in particular, nitrogen management. We think we can reduce that loss even more. We have a team of an ag engineer and our forage agronomist are working on the wheel traffic, better trying to understand exactly what conditions and when to not go in and when we can. So those are some of the issues that we're working on. I'm a weed scientist, so I'm working on a lot of the pest issues, and we're developing thresholds on exactly how many weeds are okay to leave in your field, and so you don't have to make that extra pass. We we'll also have entomologists and plant pathologists doing the same thing with potato leaf hopper and our foliar fungicide issues too. So we have a pretty diverse team working together. I think what our next step is that we're trying to do is we're trying to get some more cost sharing so we can, along with not just encouraging producers to do it, say, we know this is risky, there's going to be some more funding to help offset that enhanced risk. And so that's next on our list of things to check off to really help boost adoption. Altogether, how big of a team do you have focusing on this research? The researchers we have from USDA ARS Dairy Forage, we definitely have two that are working closely on it, a third that's assisting us. There's four of us that are working very closely at UW-Madison. And in the past, we've had collaborators in other states, other regions, work close with the corn and alfalfa seed industry, as well as others. So it's a pretty big network of people that we have right now with some of the funding we've gotten from the Dairy Innovation Hub. We're really focusing on Wisconsin specific because that's where we can have the best impact. For those producers looking at enhancing their yields, this interseeding of alfalfa with corn might just be one way for them to continue growing alfalfa. There will continue to be research from UW-Madison with the work Mark Renz is doing to overcome some of the challenges that may come from this practice. 
From the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Nate Zimdars.